Bokar Tov. We are in chapter 24 of Shemuel Aleph. I think we have a little bit more time today. Uh, so I want to do more psukim because we've been doing like three psukim a day. Okay? Uh, so where are we in the story? Shaul was about to catch David. David is he's losing it. He's, uh, he's getting caught. They're surrounding him. They're on the mountain. And then what happens? They get, there's a messenger that's sent to Shaul. And he tells him, the Pelishtim are going all over the land. You have to go back and fight them off. So Shaul has to pull back. And he leaves David. And David is saved. Okay. David goes from there. And he goes to Ayan Gedi. When Shaul went from chasing the Pelishtim, and they told him that David is in the desert of Ein Gedi. Now, where is Ein Gedi today? We are going all the time. No, it's, in the no, it's not. It's, in the, it's by Yamamelach. It's a spring. It's a famous spring. It's a spring next to Yamamelach. Every okay? trip goes there. It's a beautiful sight. So, so was. Um, when David went, went and, Sha- and Shaul is fin- finished with the Pelishnim, he hears that David is hiding in the desert of En Gedi. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to warn you that this is one of two very similar stories that are going to happen in the next few chapters. Okay, Shaul is about to find David, and David is going to have an opportunity to get to Shaul. And this is going to be the first of two. And very often people forget that it happens twice, okay? Mm-hmm. So, what do you mean? Uh, what, uh, the cl- you'll see. You'll see. Yeah, yeah. Shaul took 3,000 young men from Israel. And he went to chase David. David and his people on the rocks of the. Was it the deer or the. How do they say? How do they translate that? Of the rocks of the wild goats. Of the goats. Okay, the wild goats. So. I think it's, it's like deers or something. So there are these rocks, there are these um, mountains that, that this specific type of goat or deer roams around on, right? So the, the mountains are known as the rocks of those animals, okay? Because those animals, that's their habitat, okay? So he goes on the, the rocks of, that, of this animal, the rocks of the Elim, which is a certain area within the desert of Engedi. And he's looking for David there. Another thing with this is that there's a lot of, um, there are a lot of caves and hills and mountains. If you go, when my, my wife actually pointed this out to me without me even bringing it up. When we were driving down from Yamamelach, no, when we were driving down from Jerusalem to Yamamelach, she points to the right, she said, look at how many caves there are in the, in the mountains. Okay? It's a, it's a, it's a, it gives you chills, honestly, to think about it, that... Uh, one of those caves is the is the place of our story. Okay, but there are a lot of it's a lot of it's a very hilly place, a mountainous place. A lot it's very rocky. There's no there's no dirt. It's rocks, everything, and there are hill and there are there are caves everywhere. Okay. <clears throat> so there was a there was a cave there. And Shaul goes into the cave in order to go to the bathroom. Okay, and David and his people were sitting <coughs> outside the cave. Now they, they were sitting at an angle in which, when Shaul went into the cave to use the bathroom, he didn't see David and his people were lying there in wait. Okay, you're following what's going on. Pasuk yeah. five. By the way, there's a machloket. What la'asechet raglav means? You could look in the radak for the machloket. La'asechet raglav could either mean one or two. Okay, I'm Pasuk 5. The people of David said, 
אליו, הנה היום אשר אמר אדוני אליך, הנה אנוכי נותן את אויבך בידיך. And the people of David, they said to him, Behold, the day has come that God had told you that I'm going to give your enemies into your hand. And you, should, you could do to Shaul now exactly what you want to do, whatever seems good in your eyes. And David goes and he tears the edge of the garment that Shaul was wearing, he tears it quietly. Okay, question. When did Hashem tell David that I'm going to give your enemies into your hands? No. The answer is that God did not tell him this. This is not, uh, we don't have a pasuk that tells us that God told David that your enemies are going to be given into your hands. So where are the friends getting this? So there are two possibilities. Either they're making it up because they're very big fans of David and they see him as their leader. Or they interpreted that David is going, they know that David is going to become king. That Shemuel told him that David is going to become king. Anointed done. So they understood that if David was already promised that he's going to become king, it must be that his enemies are going to have to be taken care of. So they're doing a derash. They're saying, ah, if you're going to become king, then that means that Shaul must be given your hands. Now that's not necessarily so, because Shaul could be taken care of in a way in which David is not responsible for the killing. Like Shaul dies on his own. If Shaul dies on his own, which actually ends up being what happens, right? So, so, but, but, now David is put in a difficult situation because he has the pressure of his people telling him to take care of Shaul and they're even making a good case because if David isn't careful in his thinking and he's not being precise in his thinking he could also come to the same conclusion that it's a mitzvah for me to kill Shaul I was told to be king anyway so of course I should kill Shaul yeah uh, if somebody runs after you Hashkem v'horgo Hashkem v'horgo yeah, it's a halakha, but I don't know if you could take forward halakhic principles and apply them to Tanakh very, very easily. It's not like, um, it's not exact, it's probably not an exact parallel to what's going on here. Uh, for example, does that halakha apply to the king? If the king is coming to chase you? I don't know. Okay. That's what they bring down here, the notes down here. David's men saw Shaul's hated enemy, and it was his life, of, his life or theirs. David oversaw him before saw before him the anointed one anointed yeah. of Hashem meaning that Shaul was a king Shaul was a the king the mark of oil on Shaul's head you're telling me I have a right to kill him because of Abal or Hashem Horgo. I mean no this is the king I'll, the I'll mark get... of, of oil on Shaul's head this sign of divine distinction was all that David saw and obscured other features of Shaul's person right. David this divine symbol was Shaul's signing essence the core of, of his reality okay it's, it's getting cute now okay Pasuk Vav Oh, his shining into David is his shining essence. Okay, Pasuk Vav. After David tears the garment of Shaul, his heart strikes him. He says, oh, what did I do? On that he, he tore the edge of the garment that belonged to Shaul. Pasuk Zayin. And he says to his people, Far be it from me, from Hashem, that I should do such a thing to the anointed one of God. To send my hand and to kill him. For he is the anointed one of God. 
Yeah. But Devarim, and he criticized them with his words, and he kept them down. He did not, he did not let them come and attack Shaul on their own. He's, he didn't do anything. He stopped his people from doing something. And Shaul gets up from the, the thing, not knowing that any of this occurred, and he goes on his merry way. Okay, so just to, on his point, when it says, David, the Ralbag mentions that uh, David, okay, 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 halakhically would have been permitted to do so, to kill, kill mm-hmm. Shaul, because Shaul was a rodeh, a pursuer. But he decided against it for two reasons. A, he expressed reason that Shaul was God's anointed. Mm-hmm. B, because the future stability of the nation would be jeopardized if there was precedent that it would be permissible to assassinate the king. Very nice. So two reasons why David didn't want to... Uh, He's saying if everybody who doesn't like the king, justifiably or not, gets up and he kills the king, then that's going to set a precedent in which in the future people are just going to feel like they could kill a king. It actually happens in Melachim, in the northern kingdom, and probably in the southern kingdom, right, where kings are just constantly being killed and this, this, infighting, that, the classic, uh, you know, political battles inside the court, okay? Now, was, why was David so upset at himself here? It says, Vayach. His heart hurt him. On that he cut the garment that belongs to Shaul. Further question. The Chachamim, they even maybe lay some blame on David here. Because what do they say? The Chachamim say that, do you know at the beginning of Shmuel Bet, what happens? That's the Chachamim's line. It says, anybody who doesn't have respect for clothing at the end will not benefit from clothing in the beginning of Shemuel Bet David is very with yeah sorry sorry at the beginning of Melachim Aleph it's Abishag Ashunamit and it's when Adoniyahu his son Adoniyahu is trying to take the kingship and he's and Batsheva comes to him and wants the thing with Natan Alavi and they want to give it to Shilomo it's the beginning of Melachim Aleph sorry yeah you're right okay so David at the beginning of Melachim Aleph he's very cold and the Chachim states for this reason so what's going on what's what's the problem why is David so concerned that he ripped the garment why the Chachamim criticize him and I think the answer is to do with why he tore the garment. If you look at the process of the events, first, um, they both, him and his people, see that Shaul is in the cave and that he's vulnerable. And then his people tell him that, oh, this is your chance. God told you that your enemies are going to be in your hands. And David right away goes into the thing and he tears the garment. And then only after he does that does he stop to think if he should be listening to his people. Because only after he tore the garment does he think to himself, wait, wait, wait. Is it my duty to kill the king right now? Is it my duty to, is, is that really what God told me? So when he first tore the garment, you could even see it in the Psukim, it doesn't show that David even uh, thought deeply about what his people were telling him. He was acting on reflex. And then once he thinks about it, after he cuts the garment, at once he thinks about it, he realizes, hold on, I'm a leader. I can't just listen to my people. My people are getting carried away, and that's not what God told me to do. It's not my, necessarily my job. He's the Mashiach Hashem. What are the implications of it? Is this going to set a precedent for Am Yisrael? So that first action that he does, in which he tears the garment, is an action that he does by the behest of the crowd, yeah. the people. It's not something he's mob doing on his own. Like it's, it's like Shaul's mistakes in which he listens to the mob. Now here we're seeing in real time how David, Being he, the king. he has, 
every king has this problem. Every king has this test of the mob is going to tell me to do something. Do I stand up to them or do I not? And at first, David gave in, but then he quickly caught himself. He catches well, he himself. Didn't full way. He didn't give him full way. He didn't give him full way. He showed that he has potential to, go, to use violence against the king, but he held himself back. Okay? So that violent thing, what the Chachamim, I think, are trying to point out is that that violent thing came from a bad place. The ripping of the garment came from a place of listening to the masses, to listening to the mob. But David, the beauty of David, is that unlike Shaul, unlike Shaul, he doesn't bend to the mob. So once he realizes, he tears them apart with words, and he says not only is he not going to listen to the mob, he calms them down. He tells them, you better not touch Shaul. He's the king of God. He's the Mashiach Hashem. So I think that's a, a, an interesting... Um, Doesn't David know that he's not Mashiach Hashem? He, no, no, no. he, he was. Shaul was. Shaul was. was he but knows that he's the, he's the appointed one, right? Doesn't matter. Once you're appointed, yeah. But but as what what, what what was it? The Bag said, the people still see him as the anointed one. Shaul is anointed one, saying like the implications and the the David ramifications. Wasn't publicly David wasn't publicly anointed yet. No. Okay, so the ramifications are still big. Okay. So pasuk tet vayakom David acharechen vayetzem amiara. David gets up again and he leaves the cave. And he calls out to Shaul because Shaul had left, right? He says to him, My master, my king. And Shaul looks behind him. David bows to the ground and he, and he, uh, he goes to the ground and he bows. So David says to Shaul, Why are you listening to the voice of the person? Saying David wants bad, I think David maybe like like if you read this pasuk, it's almost like at divre adam lemor. Why are you listening to the words of a person saying that David wants bad for you? Who is David referring? Which person? Himself. I think it maybe talking about the voice in his head. Yeah. Why are you listening to that voice in your head that's telling you that that I want bad for you? Behold, on this day, you see, you've seen with your eyes, God gave you into my hands in the cave. And uh, it was told for me to kill you, and I had mercy on you. And I said, I will not send my hand upon my master, I will not strike my master. For he is the anointed of God. So David is saying this to Shaul, and my father, please see. See the corner of your garment in my hand. Because I have proof that I could have killed you. I cut the edge of your garment and I did not kill you. I have no evil or bad intent in my hands. And I have not sinned against you. But you are, you are hunting my soul in order to take it. Let God judge between you and between me. And let God, let God get vengeance for me from you. My hand will not be with you. And we know that that ends up to be the case of how Shaul gets taken care of. It's not by David's hand, it's by God's hand. As there is now, this could be an interjection, a pasuk of uh, that the the Nach is interjecting 
because it was like a famous saying that there is an old saying that said that from the wicked comes out evil and I do not have to touch them. Meaning the evil that the wicked do ends up catching up to the wicked to the extent that the good people don't really have to go out of their way to strike them down. Hashem should be true. But that's what David is saying. He's saying, he essentially was saying the same thing, that Hashem will take care of you based on your evil actions. I will not have to be a part of it. Okay, so... Oh, let's give one more pasuk. Who is the king running after? Who are you running after, my king? After a dead dog? After a little bug? little fly? That God be a judge. He should judge between you and me. And he will... Uh, what is it? Be yere. Fear, no? No. He will see and he will fight my fight. And he will judge me from your hands. So that's uh, David's speech to Shaul. A very powerful speech. Tells him, <clears throat> I could have killed you. I didn't. You are the king. Who are you chasing after? Why are you chasing after? Stop listening to that voice in your head. And if you continue to do this, let God judge between us. I'm not going to be the one to take your life. It's an amazing thing that David, amazing amount of restraint that David has. And we really see a lot of his leadership in the story. Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen. 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 Amen.